Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick case in point, we tried to cobble together four lenders for a property that we just did. Everyone was on board until you asked for the money, and then it completely fell apart. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode and the interview with our best ever guest, I want to mention FundNetFlip because FundNetFlip is an online lender that gives you fast, convenient access to really affordable money that you need for your flip project. So if you're doing residential flips, then the main thing I imagine that you're focused on uh, or the main two things are the deal and the money. Uh, So if you've got the deal pipeline, but you need access to cash and you want to build a reputation within a, uh, a group that will continue to invest their dollars into your deals, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Uh, the, the founder of Fund That Flip is Matt Rodak, and he's actually one of my very first guests on the show. It's episode number seven. Um, so if you have a chance, go check that out too. familiarize yourself with Matt and um, what he's all about. But when you're needing money and you want an online lender that provides fast, convenient access to affordable capital for your flipping projects, then Fund That Flip's the way to go. Their team has over 200 deals under their belt. And uh, you can actually, this is crazy, you can actually be approved immediately within 30 seconds once you put in your information. Uh, So go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever and get some money for your flipping projects. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and... Well, guess what? You've got a special treat today because this is part two of the two-part series called The Best Online Lending Series Ever. If you missed part one, then I would I would listen to this and then go back to December the 7th, 2015, when part one was aired. And you'll hear all about online lending and specifically what we were doing with that episode is... We were talking to uh, Matt from Fund That Flip, who's also on this call, and Dave Robertson, the founder of HouseFlippingSpreadsheet.com. And we were getting the inside scoop on how to present deals to online lenders. And what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about the pros and cons of online lending. So we've invited Matt to join us on the show again to conclude this two-part series, as well as Bob Couture. Um, who's the founder of SNC 
SNC home buyers, and he's getting funding from Fund That Flip, but he's also has the perspective of what it's like to receive funding from other ways as well, such as bank and private lending. So we're going to get as objectively as possible with Matt listening in. <laughs> we're going to hear the pros and cons of online lending because ultimately this is about helping you make an educated decision on how you want to fund your one to four unit properties when you have a flip. And so you've there, there's tons of different ways you can finance it. So we're going to look at one of them closely today, and that's online lending. So with that being said, Matt, you want to give a little bit about your background. And again, I, I briefly introduced you, but Matt Rodak, he's a founder of Fund That Flip. We've had him on the show before. You can Google Matt Rodak, R-O-D-A-K, Joe Fairless, and you can listen to his best ever advice. But Matt, you want to give us a little bit more context on your background? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for uh, thanks for having me again, Joe. So I'm a native of Ohio, now living in New York City. And uh, we founded Fund That Flip really out of a personal need to have access to fast and affordable capital for buying and rehabbing houses. So my team and I have flipped more than more than 200 houses over the past several years. And, and we're just becoming really frustrated with the high costs and lack of transparency um, around hard money lending. Tired of really waiting around for banks um, and chasing around private investors to fund our deals. And we saw an opportunity to deliver um, a better product and ultimately better service by bringing this short-term lending universe and the best of all those different types of, of financing sources online and out of those ideas really fund that flip was founded. And Bob, you want to give a little bit more about your background? And I briefly introduced Bob. He is the founder of SNC Home Buyers. He's based in Hermosa Beach, California, but they invest in Springfield, Massachusetts, his old stomping grounds, and their focus is on flips. But Bob, you want to give a little bit more context? Sure. Thanks, Joe. It's an honor to be here with your best ever listeners. Oh, yeah, I'm half of, uh, I'm half of S&C Homebuyers. My, my partner, Justin Simmons, and I started this company uh, about a year ago. We were both uh, had our own respective uh, home buying companies and actually he was my competition and then I tried selling him a, a property and that's how we got to meet each other and, and found out that uh, we were the, the pieces that he, each other were missing and, and that's how uh, SNC was born. And what type of or what number of transactions have you done since you founded? I know SNC Homebuyers is almost a year old, but can you give us a sense of experience that you have with flipping? Sure. Uh, both of us had done collectively 10 houses for coming together. And then this year we're at into six flips, three wholesales, and then we we're about to close three more houses in the next 30 days. So we'll, we'll hit our mark of 12 for this year. And what does your typical acquisition look like? Well, we're, we're targeting uh, properties that are for the first time home buyer. So in the Springfield area, those properties uh, will resell in, in you know, 180 to the 250, 275 mark. Our acquisitions are going to be sub 100,000, what we're looking for. Okay. So you acquire them for under 100, you sell them for 180 plus, and then typically what type of work do you have to put into them? We are, it will be some mechanicals, uh, heating systems, uh, air, air conditioning, the uh, surfaces, flooring, 
some of the things like roofs and things of that nature. We try to stay away from any of the uh, structural issues. That's uh, that's something that we're we don't have the expertise in and we try to stay away from. We'll get involved in some of the environmental things like some, you know, mid-grade mold, uh, asbestos removal, um, things like that. But uh, for the most part, if it, we're trying to get in and out of these properties in, in about the 60 to 90 days. Matt, can you give us from a high to medium level breakdown of what are the pros and cons of online lending? Yeah, sure. So I think the thing that I like to think about and draw the parallel to is a lot of the other benefits that the internet has provided to a lot of different businesses. So a lot of those things still apply to online lending. The first one being, you know, this idea around transparency and and speed. So on our platform and on a a lot of other online lending platforms, you're going to get a lot more insight into the application process, but also quicker answers and quicker decisions on whether or not your project is fundable as you know, the, the internet really enables um, us to provide that transparency to you, but also allows us to, to access the data that we need to make decisions a lot quicker. So I think that's one of the big pros. The second one being is how we source our capital and ultimately fund our projects comes from a lot of different sources, from hedge funds to family offices, as well as individuals through crowdfunding. And this deep bench of capital really provides, uh, in a lot of ways, almost an unlimited amount of capital, which gives people like Bob and our other borrowers a certain sense of comfort to know that if they're delivering and working on projects that fit in our particular wheelhouse, there's going to be capital there to get the to get the deal done, which allows um, what we found our borrowers to move forward a lot more confidently and aggressively with putting in offers. And then I think, I think the, and this is the thing that we're all working towards that longer term we'll start to see happen is uh, people like Bob and, and others that are getting involved in this industry early. What they're really doing is they're building up an online profile and credibility with our, our network of investors. And as they continue to do that, we're building a more robust and more accurate credit profile on them. And assuming that they continue to perform well, that transparency and that understanding of their credit profile, we believe will lead to ultimately lower rates for the capital they need to grow their business. So I think at a very high level, those are the those are the three big things that we see as potential game changers for online lending. And I can't let you get away without saying the cons. So what are you, what are the cons of your business? Yeah, absolutely. That's fair. I think I think the big one for a lot of people right now is is like anything else that's new. There's just a lot of uncertainties, and I, I think even Bob dealt with this, and a lot of our other first time borrowers dealt with this. Of you know, who is Matt? Who is fund that flip? Are they actually going to be there on my closing date with the you know hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars as they as they promised? I've never met him. I've never had the opportunity to shake his hand. You know, so I think I think that is a little bit of discomfort that people just have to try to get over. So, you know, that feels a less personal in a lot of ways. Now, you know, Bob did come in and meet us, which we were we were happy to do. Um, we still are people on the other end and we, we do build relationships with with all of our borrowers. But I think this idea of, of it being Internet first rather than people first can be a little bit uncomfortable for people. So we would encourage always people to get to know us. Then I think the other the other con, if you will, is that as this space is new and a lot of companies are, are popping up in it, you know, working your way through the noise and understanding which companies are are legitimate, which ones are out there funding projects, 
you know, which ones are well backed and just kind of weeding through all of the, all of the noise, if you will, to, to find a partner for you, particular business, but for the pros, I think it's worth the work to find a partner that can really help, help you grow your business as this market does eventually move full time online. So Bob, let's talk a little bit about your experience with not only FundNetFlip, but then also other online lenders. First, I guess let's set the groundwork for what are the, what are the different types of funding that you've received for your deals that you've done? For our deals, we've, we've done it with our own capital. We've also gone to the bank for, uh, for funding. And then we've tried to do uh, some private lending at one point. Sorry, Matt, I've never told you about that, but we've tried to do private lending as well. For us, I mean, on the online lending, the, the scary part is the is the potential for fake lenders out there. I've, I've reached out. You'll find all kinds of folks on LinkedIn or, or everywhere you start receiving all, all kinds of, of different emails. And, and then when you try to do a little bit of research in there, it seems, you know, you know their their Internet presence is not there. You can't really talk to them or you're, you're trying to. To meet them in person, and and that doesn't work. And what gave me confidence about fund that flip one is that uh, Jay Scott is on the advisory board. So I just reached out to Jay Scott on, I think he's prominent there on, on Bigger Pockets, and I, I I reached out to him there and asked him like, who's this Matt Rodak and and what is fund that flip? And you know, he, him is he, he only backs companies or is involved with companies that that he fully trusts on. So that gave me a lot of a lot of confidence. And and then when I called Matt, it, you know, he's picking up the phone and. And then I eventually got to meet them uh, in, in New York. So I think that's kind of the, the scary part of online online lending is is the credibility. And with FundMyFlip, that was there. And another piece, like kind of on, on the on the pro side, is it is very fast. And, and uh, I know we've done two deals so far, and the two deals have been um, funded in under under two weeks. So that's great. So that gives you that 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 comfort and uh, of that reliability be able to keep the momentum going. And that's what we really need in, in our business is having the confidence to keep the momentum going, keep the houses in the pipeline, be able to close when we think we're going to close. Uh, that's not always the case when you're using you know, bank, bank financing. The bank financing, it can be inexpensive, but the, uh, it takes a long time. And you're going through mounds of paperwork before you even get to the point of uh, a maybe. And, and that's unsettling when you're trying to hinge your business on moving quickly and, cl- and closing deals uh, before before the competition. I kind of when I look at, at online lending or, or crowdfunding, uh, it's kind of the, the Goldilocks of, of funding. Uh, the, you know, you, hard money is very fast, but it can be very expensive. Uh, bank financing is, is cheap, but it, it takes a long, long time. And then, and then you have crowdfunding right there in the middle. So, uh, uh, which is, it's the the money that you need when you need it at, at a at a reasonable rate to, to keep things going. Uh, in particular for our projects, it's not it's not the right thing for for all projects. Um, I, certainly, when I look at, at uh, deals that we have a longer time, and it may be a bigger project that may take you know over that sixty ninety days that that we're projecting. We'll, we'll tend to go towards the the, the bank financing route uh, just because we know we might have to carry this prop, property. And also being in New England, where we got to factor in, in the winter, getting into a project, you know, in the November, December time frame, we could quite conceivably be holding that property into March or, or April. But uh, for, for projects that we know that we can we can do quickly and we want to keep the momentum going, Fund that flip has been a great partner for us. 
When you're looking at new acquisitions, because I know that's one of the areas of your focus within your company, how quickly do you are you able to make an offer, then close on it? I know you said two weeks. Is that typical? It is. And uh, two weeks is, is perfect for us. We, we, we make an offer. It's usually for the uh, a 10-day mark. And then the reason we do that is that's what our attorney needs to, to get the master lien certificate back. I know some investors will kind of, they'll do as much research as possible and, and, and try to do close quicker than that. And we find it really has, we haven't lost any deals because we needed to close in, in 10 days and then uh, 10 days or two weeks. So that works out really well for us. And you can get funding. You're also getting the funding prepared and locked in during that time period. Yeah, absolutely. You're just simply uh, going online, filling out the loan information, and then you're getting answers, uh, you know, uh, pretty quickly next day at the latest, and then and then moving from there. I think really everything ends up hinging on the appraisal and. The, the appraiser gets out there pretty quick, and uh, yeah, we, we've had no problem. I think the, the funding has happened in less than two weeks on, on both properties. You mentioned the private lending industry and fake lending is the worst part, uh, and basically you know, just establishing that the money source is actually reliable, credible, and will make things happen as they've promised. What are some of the questions that you've asked other lenders or, you know, fund that flip whenever you were initially speaking to them? Start inquiring about the fees and you get the indication on the fake lenders when it's the, well, send in the application fee first and then we can get the ball rolling. So that's a, that's a big red flag right there. And then when, when things can kind of get a little bit uncertain of what the fee structure with fund that flip there, it was a sheet that came over here here are the the fees um and those were exactly what ended up on the hud and so there was there was there was nothing hidden there matt actually you know picking up the phone and and being able to talk to him was big Uh, i would get a lot of well let's just do communication over email and so that that starts that raises another red flag well why can't we talk or or some of these lenders online lenders were here in los angeles close to where i live and said well let's get together for coffee oh well no um let's let's uh send over the application fee first and wow and and there was (laughs) a lot a lot of that out there and that's pretty scary and i think i i heard uh just just this week on your show joe of Gosh, I forget what it was. It was oh, it's about uh, having a Google presence or an online presence. That's tremendously important to see. If someone does not have an online presence, they've got something to hide. Yep, very, very important, especially now. It's necessary. It's not just important. It's necessary. And when you're having these initial conversations, where are you finding these lending sources initially? And then you're having the, the conversations to qualify them. A number of these are on LinkedIn, um, where you think that uh, repute, well, it's, you know, every source you ha- have to qualify, but, you know, there, there's a lot of, uh, kind of bogus LinkedIn profiles out there. And so that, that, that's a lot of it. Uh, then you get the unsolicited emails and, and those can pretty much get, uh, discarded pretty quick. But, uh, I think those are the two main places. Let's talk about, you've got two deals that have been funded by the online lender fund that flip. Is that correct? Correct. Bob, can you give us the details? You can pick either whichever deal you want that you've got funded through Fund That Flip and just give us all the pertinent information as far as, you know, uh, the background of how you got it, 
the numbers behind it and the timing behind it as well? Sure. So uh, this this was our, our latest one. It's uh, we'll call it the East Hampton project. Uh, we bought this at auction. Uh, it was an online auction. So we had a little bit of time to be able to to close. We had 30 days, so uh, so that worked out really well. Reached out to fund that flip for funding. They took a look at, at our numbers. Uh, we're able to fund uh, 150,000 for this property. We're there at close, which was great. Sometimes we have to. And this is not a function of fund that flip, but sometimes we have to buy the the properties quick with cash and then go and refinance that with, with a, another source. But here there, were, there was time to get in there, get that done. And we had a rehab of about 60000 and and then that house went and uh, sold for over asking less than 24 hours on, on the market. So we're really excited about that. Really easy, uh, you know, just reaching out to fund that flip to, to get a, a decision. The decision came really quick and then things were uh, based uh, and then the, the, the final go is on the appraisal. And we felt very confident in that. That appraisal happened uh, very fast. And, and the, the nice thing is, is, you know, that uh, once once you get that commitment, that that, that money is going to going to be there. And um, uh, so gives us uh, the confidence and, and gave us the, the momentum to keep moving on. And we're able to go on and do three other houses since then. So it really works out for us and in, in, in our business model. Have you taken a look at you know what type of traction you have with an online lender and compared that to say a private investor and done a, kind of like a, a hypothetical comparison of okay if I work the angle of a private investor versus an online lender what are the pros and cons? Yeah, we've definitely looked at it in terms of of the money aspect. But really, the, the part of it is, that's very difficult is, is the time aspect, qualifying lenders, going out and finding lenders, trusting that those lenders are going to be there. I'm a quick uh, case in point, we tried to pull, cobble together four lenders for a property that we just did. Everyone was on board until you asked for the money, and then everyone it completely fell apart. And so you know, the, the benefit with using an online lending source is Fund that flip funds it, and then the, those lenders kind of backfill into the the project. So we get the money when we need the money, and and are able to go forward. And and trying to cobble four lenders together, that was a lot of work. And and then at the end of the day, they all want to be the captain of the ship. If you if you go in the the Titanic scenario, so you know you're trying to decide which one of the four gets to decide the the whole default piece of it. It was a nightmare. And uh, so, one, I don't have the time to go and, and, and do that, find these lenders and pull all that, that together. And then also handle the administration of it on, on the back end when we come to the end of the year. So this, is a, this is, allows me to do focus on the part of the business that I'm good at and is bringing deals to the table. And so I, I think that, that's the benefit for me. So on cost side, I think it's, it's marginal. What, what we would save, maybe save on, on pulling together private lenders versus going with crowdfunding. It's not worth it for us. Well, this has been really interesting. I never thought of that last point that you mentioned, the administrative administration on the back end, whenever, even if you do get the private money, then just owning, number one, owning that relationship through and through, but then throughout the whole project, having that logistical support that's required whenever you have private lenders. So when we say private lenders, I, at least me, I'm thinking about high net worth individuals. So people who have money who invest in your project. And then also come tax season and making sure that you're, you're sending them the right information and the, the LLC 
if you buy it through an LLC set up properly or however however it's done versus going to a one-stop shop that's got all of it out of the box, uh, kind of a uh, out of the box solution that you can you know plug and play. So that's really interesting. And then I, I'm glad that you walked us through your your house case study, and then also your overall thoughts on the pros and cons when you're comparing it to as I as we just talked about the private lenders, but then also the banks and the hard money, which hard money could be considered private lenders. In your opinion, hard money is fast but expensive. Banks cheap but take a long time, a lot of paperwork. And then you know, online lending, such as uh, with uh, Fund That Flip, can be as you called the Goldilocks, uh, where it is a little bit more expensive than banks, but less time, significantly less time, and less expensive than private money, and probably just as fast. Maybe a couple more pieces of paper, but probably pretty similar in speed. And then, Matt, thanks for talking through from your standpoint, which we understand is is certainly uh, influenced by your company, the pros and cons. Mm -hmm. Um, But it it is good to get uh, an objective opinion. I I do think it's clear that you nailed the cons because these are the cons that Bob was talking about as well with his personal experience. And I mean, we say cons, it's really just things to watch out for. And the, the things to watch out for are the uncertainties in finding the right lender because we all see LinkedIn profiles or, or groups and people respond and say, I've got up to a million dollars, lend it at 2% interest rate and no points. I know someone in Russia who will run, lend it to you. <laughs> I'm using that as an extreme, but there's always variances of that type of approach. And I'm actually, there is an example where a client of mine recently sent me an email with an attachment and it said something very similar to what I just said. And she wasn't sure if it was legit. And I was like, this has to be spam. And it ended up being spam. She didn't follow up with them, but it's good to, it's good to be able to do those checks and balances. So for the best ever listeners out there, if you've got an online lender that you're wanting to check out, take Bob's approach and have a phone call with them, meet them in person, and then look at their online presence Go through those three things, and if either one of those three, your spidey senses are starting to tingle, then go somewhere else because there's a lot of opportunities for you to lose your money, and the best deals typically are the ones that you don't do, and you want to make sure that you're working with a reputable company like Fund That Flip. And then as far as the pros go, the transparency and speed, the deep bent strength of capital, well, really it is almost unlimited amount especially whenever companies like Fund That Flip are funding the project first and then they're going out on the back end and and crowdfunding it or rather funding it through their network. And then building an online credit profile where you can take that and build credibility within the same company like a Fund That Flip and do more business with them and perhaps get better terms. I don't know if that's the case or not. That, that is one parting question I have, Matt. If a lender or if one of your clients does have, say, 10 deals under the belt, do the terms get better over time or are they basically the same for anybody? Yeah, it's a fair question. I think I think our vision for this this and where we see this market potentially going is, is the reason that the rates are what they are and they're generally fixed across you know all borrowers is there's not a whole lot of transparency into performance um, and ability to, to measure the, the true credit risk. So 
we see true opportunity that now Bob has two deals. He's hit all the numbers. He's going to have three. He's going to have four. He's going to have five. And he's going to continue to, to hit those metrics. Um, our platform will eventually get to a point where uh, our investors on the other side of the platform are competing for Bob's projects and wanting to fund Bob because they know what they're likely to get. Um, and when that happens, that's when you truly get a, an efficient market where petition results in um, more capital than, than Bob needs. And he gets, to, he gets to kind of sit in that driver's seat and say, you know, I'd rather pay 8% for my money. And there's enough people out there that say, you know what, I'm happy to fund Bob for 8%. So that, that's where we'd like to get this market. Um, and we think, you know, having the parent need to track all of this data and make it available to our investor base allows for that, that, uh, that environment to eventually exist. Awesome. Well, as we close out, is there anything that uh, you want to mention, Matt, that we haven't talked about already? I don't think so. I mean, I think just to reinforce the point, do your homework. If things seem too good to be true, they typically are. Um, and, and, you know, always always feel free to, to call us. Um, and if someone's unwell you, I think that's that's the only thing you really need to know. So, yeah, I think I think Bob really nailed it on the head and uh, look forward to hearing from him. And then, Matt, where can the best ever listeners find you? So fundthatflip.com is our is our website. There's ways to just create an account there and we'll start to drip information to you about our services and different ways to use them. Also, if you're working on a, an active project, um, you'll have the ability to easily apply for the loan, uh, whereby someone from our, our underwriting team will follow up with you um, within a couple of days to, to let you know whether or not something we can help you get funded. And then, Bob, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want to you want to mention? No, no, I think we, we covered it. This was great. Thank you. Okay. And then, uh, again, where can the best ever listeners find more about you and your company? I'm always just a phone call away. I'm, uh, you can find me at 413-314-3583. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Matt and Bob, for being on the show and talking through um, the pros and cons of online lending. And I hope you have a best ever week. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, y'all. If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, join me in subscribing to the Family Office Podcast the host, Richard Wilson, you can learn more about him, episode 447. The reason why you'll want to subscribe and listen to this podcast is he talks about how billionaire families think and how to attract the ultra-wealthy into your business, the Family Office Podcast.